Introducing sun mythology from all over the globe, here on the Colored Folklore Podcast. Episode 21, Middle East, Ra, the Egyptian sun god. Once, very long ago, the universe was water. Water was everything and everywhere. This expansive, eternal body of water was known simply as primeval. One day, something began to swirl within the water. The Lord of Totality manifest itself, and for the first time, there were thoughts present in the universe. Taking time to gain strength, to gain wisdom, the Lord taught itself about creation. When the moment felt right, the deity conjured forth an island out of the water. The universe now had land, a foothold where life may further flourish. The creator god wished to push existence further, however, to push itself further. So, totality manifest into an egg floating through primeval. By the time this egg washed ashore the island known as Earth, it hatched and outstepped the sun god Ra. In this form, Ra was better suited to orchestrate optimum conditions on Earth for life. Continuing the cycle of self-genesis, Ra brought forth twin deities, the goddess of moisture and of humidity and the god of dryness and of air. As the cosmos was continually coming together, though there were the heavens and the earth, though there was land and there was water, there still was only darkness. Ra knew his children existed. Ra knew creation existed. But he was not able to see either. Summoning an all-seeing eye, Ra bid the eye forward to find his godlings. As the eye departed, Ra brought forth a second eye that might assist him further in creation. Ra and his mighty second eye brought forth a host of other gods and elementals. Upon return, the first eye and the promised twin deities were rather surprised to see Ra working alongside another eye. In order to prevent an argument before it even began, Ra separated the two eyes, allowing the first, more powerful creation to act as the sun. As a beacon of light, Ra's eye would allow for all the world to see. Ra allowed the second eye to act as the moon. Without a brilliant sun shining down during the night, creation now had time to rest, but was still able to see. Reunited with his family, and delighted at the perfect celestial bodies brought into existence, Ra began to weep tears of joy. As these tears streamed down the sun god's face and cascaded onto the earth, humanity was born. The species quickly spread throughout the world, and Ra found himself loving his mortal children as much as he did his divine. Not long after, dryness and moisture announced to Ra the birth of their children, the god of earth and the goddess of sky. Delighted with the turn of events, Ra looked to Sky to sit at the head of creation with him as his queen. However, Sky was already deeply in love with Earth. Having never felt the sting of heartache, Ra furiously lashed out at the pair. The creator god decreed Sky could not give birth on any of the 360 days of the Egyptian calendar year. 
In the meantime, Ra's second eye and one of the many gods it helped bring into existence, the god of the moon, were playing a friendly game of checkers. Friendly soon became heavily wagered upon, and before the second eye even knew it, the god of the moon had won time from the second eye. Actually, about five days or so. Not really happy, but still on friendly terms, the second eye asked the god of the moon what it would do with these days. The god grinned. He had heard something about a calendar that had run short of days and knew of a goddess that might be in the market for the very same thing. Humanity had not sat idly by as gods and goddesses marched throughout the heavens. In fact, the mortals saw the power of divinity, and they coveted it for themselves. Humans began to gather, first in droplets, and then in droves, searching for ways to snare the gods. Distracted by all that had come about in searching for a mate and sifting through the actions of his family, Ra hadn't noticed this conspiring. That is, until his third, unknown, divine eye showed him the truth. The already incensed god erupted in anger at the sniveling, ungrateful, scheming insects looking to usurp his throne. His divine eye was represented by his three goddess daughters, power, estate, and protection. They were the instruments of his will. They were the means of his vengeance. Transforming power into a fearful lioness, he unleashed the goddess unto the world and watched as she slaughtered. Expecting the unparalleled carnage to sate his pain, he was shocked to see himself appalled by the death of even one of his humans, one of his creations, one of his children. Sensing what had happened was wrong, sensing that all he had become was wrong, Ra asked Power to curb her destruction, but Power took pride in her role as the executioner. She was vengeance incarnate, and she would not stop until the humans were totally eradicated. Knowing he needed to act quickly, Ra created alcohol in order to celebrate such a revolutionary event alongside Power. The lioness became so inebriated that she simply forgot she had begun killing anything in the first place. Thus, Ra had saved his second creation, but at a wicked price. Both alcohol and death were now unleashed upon the land. Dynasty after dynasty, Ra watched the human world build itself up and tear itself down. He saw his gods and goddesses do the same. He watched as both worlds collided and as both worlds turned their backs on each other. He traversed the sky, regal and unwavering. He brought order to the underworld, just and understanding. But, as it does with all of creation, 
entropy finally found its way to the Creator God, and before the universe even knew it, Ra had gotten old. At that time, he spent just as much of his day sleeping as he did ruling. So, to soften the wear on his aging bones, Ra would simply sleep in his throne. One day, the ever-ardent goddess Isis managed to collect a bit of drool from Ra and transformed it into a deadly, venomous snake. Being that Ra was the god of order, he used the exact same path every day in order to view and manage creation. Placing the snake in his path, all the goddess had to do was wait for the sun god to walk directly into her trap. Of course, the snake struck the instant Ra crossed its path, and being the venom was taken from the creator god himself, Ra instantly fell to the attack. Writhing in a physical pain unlike anything he had ever felt, the sun god called forth all of divinity to help him in his hour of need. Every deity was baffled by the malady, except for Lady Isis. Asking for Ra to promise the power of his eyes to her yet-to-be-born son, Isis said she could heal the god in an instant. At this point, Ra was sure he had succumbed to the machinations of a deviant deity. He attempted to stave off such a demand until the pain was too great for him to bear. He promised her anything, and she smirked, easily dispersing the poison in his system, being that it was born from her own magics. Healed, but crushed and exhausted, Ra went about readying creation for his replacement. Saying goodbye to all of his children, saying goodbye to the worlds that he birthed, Ra thought on the good times and on the bad, on the just moments and on the shameful situations. He forgave those who wronged him, he thanked those who helped him, and he let every living being know just how much he cared. One day, when Horus was finally old enough to wield the all-powerful, all-seeing, all-knowing eyes of Ra. The two met at the throne, and the mantle was passed from one sun god to the next. Sighing to himself and clasping his replacement on the shoulder, Ra gave the young god one last nod before Ra retired from creation. Sad to see things go, but happy for the times that he had. And, according to the ancient Egyptians, these are amalgamations of some of the deeply philosophical myths surrounding Ra, their patron of the sun, heaven, kingship, power, and light. All elements used for today's show are in the show notes, alongside contact information for the show. Have a wonderful day, and please make sure to treat yourself and others with kindness. Please seek out, ingest, and preserve local and global indigenous folklore as much as you can. And thank you for listening today. We look forward to seeing you next episode.